You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve is the online superstore for everything sexy in your life. And with the holidays fast approaching, it's the best place to go get something for your special someone. Whether or not you're looking to buy lingerie, movies, sex toys, lubes, you name it, Adam and Eve has got it. And with my code HOLLY, you will be getting a very special offer. They will give you 10 free gifts. Something for her, something for him, and something you will both enjoy. Six movies and free shipping with the code HOLLY at checkout. So... Get your Christmas shopping started early and visit adamandeve.com and use code HOLLY. Adam and Eve, where there is something sexy for everybody. Hello, listeners. Do you love this show? Are you thinking to yourself, man, it's so great that Holly gets all this free content for us to enjoy. I wonder if there's any way that I could support her and help her to create even better content. Well, you can. And I'm going to actually give you something in return for your support. By joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, not only will you be supporting this independent endeavor, which is my podcast, but you will also get all kinds of super cool perks that are available exclusively to members of my Patreon. That means that you will be able to watch my interviews live as they happen and therefore access them way before everybody else does. You will also be able to get signed prints from my guests. You'll be able to access exclusive bonus content such as My LA Porn Life, the podcast that I do with my production manager, Eva, as well as some exclusive interviews that I do on set with some of the biggest stars in the industry. There's so much at my Patreon for you to enjoy, and I would absolutely love it if you would just go give it a peek, see if it might be worth a couple bucks for you to support the show that you love so much. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Today's episode is an example of why I love doing this show so much. So today I have Carla Cush, a female porn star on, and we talk about everything from motherhood to squirting. And this is why I love this show, because I get these people on who work in the adult industry but we don't have to just talk about porn. We can talk about things that affect every woman on this planet, like having a child, the pressure to have a child, the decision on whether or not you may want to have a child or not, especially at later stages in life, like where I am today. So we get into something that's kind of like a really personal issue for me, but then we go off on this really long tangent about squirting and is squirting a real thing. And Carla calls herself, and I find this so hilarious, a lifestyle squirter. So she is like an expert on what squirting is. Is it real? Is it not? And she actually brings up some really interesting points about the pressures of being a squirter, which I had never thought about before. So This is just a really entertaining episode that really runs the gamut on just all the topics. It's a perfect example of the incredible range that Holly Randall Unfiltered has. And it just makes me so proud of this podcast. And I think you guys are going to love it because it is very entertaining and also very informative. So let's welcome Carla Cush to Holly Randall Unfiltered. Hello, 
everybody. Happy holidays and welcome back to the show. I am very excited to have the lovely Carla Cush on. Carla, Carla, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm great. I um I'm stoked to be here. I I never come to this area of town, so just for you, Koreatown. <laughs> yeah. Nobody nobody ever comes here unless you go to Korean barbecue, which is really good in this area. I stayed at I used to specifically stay at a hotel in Koreatown though when I lived in San Diego. Mm. The something something soul, but it was so great and I loved it and nobody was white there except for me and I loved it. <laughs> so it was all Koreans. They were so polite and it was, I was wonderful. So. Yeah. Koreatown's good. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a cool, it's actually like kind of up and coming as well. There's more and more things being built here. I mean, that's like with all of LA, like right. everywhere is getting gentrified because this city is way too crowded. There's a and lot of people endlessly More and more here. people are coming. I grew up in Vegas, so it's like that too. Like every time I go, I'm like, oh, look, it expands more into the desert. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is that we don't really have anywhere to go. Right. It's going to the ocean. So yeah, exactly. Which is actually the ocean's in the opposite way. It's coming into the right. land. So yeah, let's go the other direction. Malibu is going to be underwater in 30 years. Jeez, but don't tell the people who own multi-million dollar houses there that. Just fall into the black hole. It's all right. They have so much money they'll just buy another one figure it out go into space or something (laughs) (laughs) so christmas is coming Mm -hmm. are you excited Uh, christmas like stresses me out it's probably my least favorite holiday to be honest not to sound like a scrooge but like it's so as an adult like christmas is rough especially as i have a kid um as most people know and so it's just more of like how do i make this amazing for someone when like Mm -hmm. if it were just me i wouldn't I wouldn't care. Yeah, I see. I hear that. There's like more pressure on you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pressure. Um, but I mean, it's cool. The The other thing that I'm not the, not, the pressure I'm not putting on myself is I'm not telling my kid about Santa Claus. I'm mm. like not doing that. And everyone thinks I'm crazy and like weird for that. But I, uh, yeah, I'm not doing the Santa Claus thing. So that saves me money and time and yeah. energy. And I, the gifts are just from me. So they get me even more stoked about that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot. It's still a lot. It's it is a lot. I mean, Christmas is my favorite holiday, but every year I tend to put too much pressure on myself to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like every de- before every December, I always say, I'm not going to work that much this December. I'm going to go do all the Christmas things. I'm going to really enjoy the holiday season. And here we are. Today is the 13th. Right. I haven't gotten a tree yet. I've been shooting every single day. T minus I'm, 12 days. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed. I bought presents for nobody. Same, same. And I'm doing Christmas cards. I'm proud of myself for that. But I'm definitely not doing that. That's, I'm not a card person. Well, that's like once every like five years and that's mm. my present. I'm yeah. like, see, I thought of you. <laughs> There's proof. I thought of you. I'm definitely not <laughs> buying gifts for like a lot of like my friends. It's too much. Well, I just don't have a lot and, of like, friends. Oh my God. Shut up. It's, yes, you do. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying this in like a poor pity me. I just... My friends, I'm so, so, so busy, and they are too. Right. And so I've really not seen them, and I feel – That's like – I'm trying to reevaluate who I consider my close friends now because I just – we never see each other, and it feels like I'm trying to force something. And every time I want to make plans, every time we hang out, I'm the one who facilitates it. I'm the one who contacts them and makes plans. Mm. And I'm a little sick of it. I feel like I know you don't believe in astrology, but that's a, I'm a Capricorn, you're a Virgo. We're both earth signs. That's a very earth sign thing. We're like mm. the hold it down friends. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of swirling around and we're like, yeah. come to us, come to us. I'm here this time, this place, structure, structure, structure. And people yes. are like, okay, maybe. And you're like, all right, I'm tired of this shit, whatever. And I get annoyed <laughs> too, because like I said, I'm really busy and I'm very right. much a schedule person, right. like you said. And structure. so I'll schedule in a... Um, you know, a dinner or whatever. And right. I will not book a shoot on that day. You make a point. I make a point. Like, I'm like, that day this is isn't... off limits. I cannot shoot that day. Right. I have dinner plans with my friends. And right. then they'll, in typical LA fashion, they'll cancel on me and, like that day. Yeah. And be like, oh, so big. And I'm like, I scheduled the whole thing around my this. month around this. And I know, I don't want to sound like I'm so important and no, I'm so busy, y- but I am you're... so busy. And that your time matters. That was a lot for yes, me to do. Yes. And no, I can't do it the next day. It's the same thing with becoming a mom and having friends who are not parents. Yeah. It's the same thing as like, especially when my daughter was little, it was like, okay, I got everything ready. I got like formula or breast milk set out. I got all this stuff done. I got her napped. I got all everything ready. Now I'm ready to go. And someone cancels on me. And it's like, yeah. holy shit. Like my whole day was structured around making sure I could go to this. Like, 
fuck? Like, yeah. I guess I'm going to stay home now and for nothing. But I honestly cannot <laughs> imagine what life would be like if I had children <sighs> because I barely am keeping it together just with dogs. Same. <laughs> I mean, I've, that's what I feel like I have one and people like you're going to have more and 100% I'm no, like I do not want more. And I love her, the moon and the sky, everything. She's my everything, but I just don't um, – I don't understand how people could truly commit any more energy mm-hmm. to multiple children. Mm-hmm. Like I, how do you give it to even one and yeah. still have time for yourself? And then yeah. now there's another and another and another. I don't yeah. get it. My mom had four and I constantly am like, why? Yeah. What were you thinking, mom? Like that <laughs> makes no sense to me. Cause it's just, it's, it's a huge, it's a year. It's not just a year. It's like three years out of your life. Truly. Mm-hmm. Like to just have this like birth, like pregnancy, birth, and then infant. That's like a three-year chunk. Yeah. And no one thinks about that. It's such a blasé thing. Like, oh, have a, have a child. Everyone does it. Like, why, why haven't you had a child? And it's like, after having a kid even more, I have so much more respect for people who don't because that takes a lot of commitment to go against the societal flow and like give yourself that time instead of giving it to someone else because everyone says you should. You know, I'm so <laughs> glad that you said that because I so often feel that – I feel that pressure definitely for not having a child because I don't have a kid. I'm right. 41. Um, my mom and my dad would really like grandchildren. Everyone Thank God it. my brother's having a fucking baby. <laughs> like we just found off. out. So both me and my sister were like – Thanks, bro. Uh, but, you know, it's like my parents had three kids all in – well, I'm like I said, I'm 41, but my brother and my sister in like their, are in their mid to late 30s and right. all in committed relationships. Mm-hmm. My sister and my brother are married. Like none of us and were giving like, them grandkids. I'm the oldest and I'm especially exactly. supposed to do it, yeah. So I felt the most responsible. Mm. And so many people that have children, I feel like just – are, you know, contribute to that whole idea that you should have children. That's a woman's duty. Right. That's that. And you don't understand what love is until you have a child and that kind of thing. So for you, who's a mother to say, I have respect for people who don't have children. I feel like we never hear that from people who have children. <laughs> it's Well, what's funny is I think what happens is you go into survival mode because you lose so much money, time, energy, sleep, everything that's like vital to your happiness in these first couple of years, especially mm-hmm. that you kind of have, to, it's like you go into Stockholm syndrome mode. I feel mm. like for people, they're like, well, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're like, no, you don't. You can't love this. This yeah. is, this sucks. 90% of it sucks. And then there's 10% of it. That's so wonderful that it somehow makes the 90% bearable. Right. That's really the truth of it. Yeah. And nobody talks about like There's a lot of times where I straight up don't want to be a mom, but I get through those times that to the, the times where I do want to be a mom is so fulfilling mm-hmm. that I don't kill myself. Like that's literally what it is. And yeah. if anyone would actually say that, I feel like people might actually not feel forced to have kids. And then there'd be a lot of like happier people who just didn't have kids. Cause you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I know it's an uncontro kind of controversial thing to say, but it's like, there's plenty of humans in this world. Like yeah. we shouldn't force people who don't feel 100% stoked to have kids, to have them. Yes. You know what I mean? Or that if someone is like debating it, that there should be the real stuff out there, not just like all this propaganda of how cute and wonderful it is to be mm-hmm. a mother. Right. You know, that, hey, what's like the other side of it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Because I wish someone would have told me that. No, you know, I, I really appreciate you being honest about that because that's absolutely true. And I find that when I go, one of my really good friends has kids and, you know, I love her kids. They're great. But when I go to her house... I am so relieved to go home. It's a lot. And I can take a nap. Right. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Like, she can't do that. No. And I, part of me, I, it's, this is something that I've been really struggling with lately, especially, I mean, honestly, when my brother told me that he was having a baby, it was this weird mix of emotions. It was obviously, I was so happy for him. Right. I was relieved, but I also felt bizarrely guilty. And sad, probably. And a little sad because right. I felt like that was supposed to be me. I should have done that. Right. And I'm confused. I'm confused about how I feel about it. I don't know if if I want children because I feel like I should and it's my duty right. as a woman. Right. And also – As a daughter. Yes. As a, everything. So many different parts of you. Yes. Right? And so much of it too was this um, – you know, my father isn't in the best health. He's got Parkinson's mm. and – I'm very close to my dad. And one of my greatest fears was that my father would die and he would never have a grandchild. And that made me feel really, Pressure. really awful that right. I couldn't give my parents something that they really wanted. A gift a before gift. they go. Right. Aww. Exactly. So so that was a huge part of it too. Mm. So an immense amount of guilt around it. Right. But 
I wonder if I just feel like I should have a child because I might regret it later. Right. For me, that's almost like the biggest thing, the fear of future regrets. And that's actually part of the reason why I decided to have my daughter was because I thought, well, I should know what it feels. The way that people are like, well, I have to skydive once in my life to know what it feels like. That right. was how I felt about motherhood. Yeah. Was that I'm, I must try it once. You have to. Yeah, but the problem is, is that skydiving is over it's in like 30 like minutes. And you could die, but you probably won't. So you'll be fine. Just but having a child is like a minimum 18-year <laughs> commitment. And, and you could still die from that too. Like you could literally – people. Yeah. that's what I thought about when I was pregnant. Like I could die during childbirth. Holy shit, we don't think about that. Mm-hmm. And – just all these little things. It's like it's it's so commercialized and and romanticized that you don't think about all those parts of it. Um, but yeah, no, I I wanted to say to what you were saying about feeling like that duty. I will say that like on the flip side, being a mom now and being a, a youngish mom, considering that a lot of people are waiting till they're older to have mm-hmm. kids. Um, a lot of people aren't doing it in their twenties anymore, which is awesome. Um, but I will say that I think on the flip side, there's kind of this feeling of like you aren't supposed to do that now. Like a modern woman shouldn't have kids or if she is going to do it. She should, she shouldn't do it young. Mm. She should wait till she's older. She should figure out her whole life and her whole self. And then, and the women who do it young are kind of not to sound negative. Cause I did it too, but are kind of like the less forward thinking, you know mm. what I mean? Like almost like if you have kids young, you're not a feminist, mm. you know what I mean? Or if you, if you do it at all, you're not, you know, now yeah. the, the, the forward thinking woman to thing to do is to just have dogs and worry about your career and do your yeah. hobbies and do you and oh you had a kid oh gross you know what I mean like especially women in my I will say I love the women in my field but I will I do get that from a lot of them yeah and especially ones my age and older who didn't it's kind of like that <laughs> oh you had a kid wow you know what yeah. I mean like why'd you do that and so there's that flip side too of kind of like I feel jealousy a lot towards my women like you who felt strong enough to not do it. Like you're an actual modern woman and I'm still in the past of like, well, I had to go have my baby, you know? (laughs) Isn't it insane how We we can't win. (laughs) It's like the pressure that that women, that we put on ourselves and that society puts on ourselves. And and you're right. It's like we want to have it all the ways. Mm -hmm. We want to be a career woman and we want to be be independent. Molly homemaker. Holly Molly homemaker. And we also have to be the perfect mom. And like right. the pressure is enormous. It's everything. And men get none of that. No, do whatever you want, bro. Yeah. Be a playboy. Be a businessman. Yeah. Be a hobo. Be whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Got a big dick? Are you cute? That's all <laughs> it's like if a guy, you know, takes his daughter to a play, it's like, oh my God. You came to a PTA meeting, bro. Hell yeah. If a mom doesn't do that, well, what's wrong with you? You don't love your children. You're a terrible woman. That's literally, I, there was a, I know Lucy K is a controversial figure now but i remember i used to I'm watch sorry but i love him. i love him to death and i, I, I sorry about that I so let's just put it out there we love louis I love so um but i mean i also pay people to masturbate in front of me, so you know <laughs> <laughs> sorry. i mean it is what sorry. it is it's a kink um but anyway no, I, was, uh, I was just gonna say that on his show he had a um, the louis show or whatever he had a thing where he was going in for his daughter's for, for a PTA meeting mm-hmm. and there was a mom there his friend who was coming for the first one too and he's like this is my first PTA meeting and everyone literally in the room clapped for him and smiled and then I the, think I saw that episode and the mom was like mine too and they were like and she's like I work like what do yeah. you want I have yeah, a yeah. job like, yeah. bitch why haven't you been in here you know yeah, yeah it's just you literally we, we have to be and it's even in our bodies and everything. I've noticed that like since I've been I, – I happened to lose all the weight of my ch- for after having my child and more. And now I'm getting a lot of flack of why are you so skinny? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, shit. Like isn't that what I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to lose the weight? But yeah. now it's cool to be thicker, so get thicker. And it's like, but this is what my body did. Yeah. My body gained 50 pounds and then lost 60. And yeah. I can't do anything about that. But fuck me, right? Like 10 years ago, it would have been perfect to have lost all the weight. Now right. it's not, you know? And it's just funny. It's like you can't. You literally. <laughs> so you're hello. right. I mean, that on on top of it, you're supposed to have the child, and then you're supposed to come out of it, and you're supposed to lose all the baby weight like right away. And, and then you see that in the magazines. Like, yes. Look at you know so and so women bragging three about weeks it. after mm-hmm. you know birth, and it's like you know what a lot of people also don't know. A lot of these like really really rich celebrities 
First of all, they'll have a cesarean, right? right? So that they don't have to like go through the whole childbirth thing. And then they'll have a tummy tuck at the same time. Right. Literally all in one. Literally all in one. (laughs) Just have your plastic surgeon in there with your uh, OBGYN. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. That absolutely happens. So, and and it's funny because I will say I'm, I'm not, I haven't done any of that of the, nothing against anyone who alters themselves in any way, but I haven't done any of this stuff. And I feel a lot of pressure to like, well, my boobs are a lot smaller now. I probably should make them bigger and no one would be mad at me if I did mm-hmm. but people are actively mad at me that I don't I get like I get comments a lot that are like why won't you get a boob job yeah. you know what I mean and it's funny because I wonder how many people would be mad if I did oh they would go I <laughs> do an experiment go on Twitter and be like hey guys I'm thinking about doing a boob job and just watch all the people who come and yell at you yeah, for it I actually did that once before like maybe a year ago when I was in my earlier postpartum and I said what would you guys think and it was funny to see like the exact half and half that were like do it and, they, and the ones that were like don't and there's no of just like who gives a shit. Like only the girls say that. The girls are like, "Do you?" Yeah. But they got none of the guys think to say that. Yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> men feel like they have this automatic ownership over your body, especially because you're a performer, right? And you know they've seen. Well, and you asked. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you put it out there. This is true. I, it's so funny because I do that a lot. I go on social media and I ask a question, and I don't like anybody's answers. And in my head, I'm like, "You're all morons." Yeah. Why are you saying that? Right. And I'm like. Why did I ask? You asked them. I'm really bad at that. That's why I can't. I almost need a social media manager to do those things. Like, hey, guys, what do you think about this? And then, like, be not being, like, aggressive towards everyone's responses. Seriously. Well, and and to say, I always feel like that about saying, like, witty things. I'm like, can I just get someone on her to be witty and, like, cool for me? Because I am not witty and cool enough for Twitter. I'm just not. I know. Other people just say the right things in the right way. And I don't know how to do it. My tweets are clunky. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel the same. I'm not I'm not good at quotes. I'm not good at titles. I'm not good at any of that stuff. I just, maybe I'm just not charismatic enough. I'm like, damn it! I'm sitting there trying to think of something funny to say or like a good caption, and it's just like nothing. Yeah, I'm blank. No, I'm the same way. <laughs> I mean, it, it was I, I'm just like it was a struggle to come up with um, a title for my latest Wicked movie. Like we went back and forth and back and forth. I Which really one? The one, the one that I was in? No, 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 no. The one I just shot. Oh, uh, okay. But, the, but even the one that you came. The Finding Rebecca right. one. It was so hard for me to come up with that title. And I'll be honest, I don't really like the title. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the title. I'm really not. But I couldn't think of anything else. And the other ones I gave, like Wicked didn't like because it wasn't sexy enough. I don't know how Finding Rebecca is sexy. Yeah, wait, yeah, what? But I just couldn't F- come Finding up. Rebecca naked? Like, I know. Someone actually wrote, when I, when I put it on Instagram, someone, someone made a comment, which I thought was really funny. They're like, she was behind the couch the whole time. Yeah, right. Like, I found her. Hide and go seek. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's actually a perfect title for someone who has amnesia, but yeah, at the same time, it does, I can see how you would feel like you want to think of something more like unique or different or Yeah, and something that will like, suggest, you know, suggested the drama in right, it and also right. was sexy. Right. All of it. So how do yeah. you get all of that? I, I'm just not good at it. But I think that's. That's the whole thing of like writing in general. Like I, I watch a lot of I like like sketch comedy, and that's mm. a big thing. With, a big theme with them is all like, how do you end a sketch? Mm-hmm. Like how do you end something? Mm-hmm. Like something is funny and going great, and like how do we perfectly close it? Yeah, you know what I mean. How do you title? Something? How do you encapsulate something? Like yeah, that's so complex. Yeah, <laughs> you know? the ending. Nothing is so hard as the beginning, except perhaps the end. You're right, and that's why I think a lot of people end things the way they begin them, just to like a circle is the easiest form in nature. <laughs> Well, yeah, and actually, because I was an English major, I was taught that's how you end an essay. Right. You have your introduction, and then the closing statement always circles back to right. the intro. brings it all together. So that's kind of like how I ended that movie, Re- ending Rebecca. Is that what, ha- what happened? What was the conclusion? I don't even know. Oh, my God. Well, she, you were no longer her friend. Of course. So so let's, let's just, for those who don't know, <laughs> Carla was in my latest Wicked movie, uh, Wicked Pictures release, Finding Rebecca. She played the friend of the Rebecca character. Bad friend. Bad friend. (laughs) So the premise of the movie is that Rebecca, played by Abby Love, is this spoiled kind of high society girl who marries a rich, wealthy man, Brad Armstrong. And she has this very superficial life. And then she gets in a car accident and she has full amnesia. So she doesn't remember her life. She doesn't remember anybody. But during her recovery, she starts to recognize that she actually doesn't like the person that she was. She doesn't like the lifestyle that she had. She's finding her true self. She's basically finding her true self. So the idea was that what happens if all the things that attach you to your past, like everything that – because our life is made of of experiences, right? Right. A lot of us – is 
because of the things that we experienced. So what if happens if all those things are wiped away and then you just are left with like who blank you are slate. as a person? Blank yeah. slate. That was actually the original title. It wasn't sexy enough, so I wasn't allowed to use it. It's so much more apt yeah. and poignant. That was my original <laughs> title. That was not allowed to use it. was not sexy enough. Oh, man. So I love it, though. A blank slate. Yeah, that's I guess. What, I, I thought I, that was more appropriate. We can't probably. liken it to a vagina or a nude woman. So yeah. Next. I, <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, so, and then as she recovers, she falls in love with her nurse, uh, who was played by Jaden Cole. Oh, so and then they, they were so beautiful together. Yeah, they were such a good cast. I don't want to spoil it, but they run off together at the end. It's super hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best love story ever. So yeah, so that's the premise. And then Carla is her friend who takes well, the tennis instructor. Away. Yeah. So basically <laughs> Rebecca is cheating on her husband. Um, her husband is also cheating on her with his secretary. Like there's no true friendships or relationships in her Everything life. Everything is, is a lie. Everything is a lie. Right. You're supposed to be her best friend, but you're fucking the guy that she's having an affair with. So like she's being betrayed by everybody around her. And even me, I come in and I'm like, what's up girl? Here's all your clothes that you used to love. And she's like, these are way too like pish posh for me or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, oh, how dare you? Like, I don't even have room for her to like become her new self. Yeah. Like no space. Like, yeah, you fit in this box for me, which is very LA too. Right. Like, if you don't fit in this box, then I'm, you have no place in my life. Right. Exactly. So, so, so that's, so that's the movie. And that's um, very, be- did you wrote it, right? Yes. It's beautiful. Thank you. I really, really like it. It's deep. And it was a, it was a very cool script and it was fun. And I, I've never shot with Jake before. So yeah, you guys cool. were great. He, he's so fun. Like we, and I feel like, I know you're not into astrology, but he and I are born like a few hours apart from each other. Mm-hmm. So like, I felt like I'm like, I'm having sex with myself. <laughs> this will be interesting, you know, <laughs> like two of me. And he, he does. He, I will say like when I've watched, Jake, he has very, he's very raw sexual energy. He's very mm-hmm. involved and he's like very um, expressive in his face. And I will say that's something that I do as well. Yeah, you I'm do. Definitely. Very expressive sexual person. That's, uh, that's kind of, I feel like not my gimmick, but my, that's sort of my thing I think is that I'm not necessarily like the dirtiest or the freakiest performer. I don't do necessarily everything, but when I'm there, I'm having like the most fun. Yeah. You know, like I'm fully immersed. I really do feel that the fans... <laughs> feel that and they connect to that because I've noticed that, you know, you can have really beautiful performers who aren't really into the sex and the fans pick up on that. Like if you're not really enjoying it and like really there, um, there, they, they see it. They see it. I mean, how could you not? I I feel like if you're even remotely into it, I think there's people who just don't care and then they're like, that's fine. I can watch a girl dissociate and just get fucked and they can enjoy that. But yeah, it's, it's nicer. They can enjoy that. But I think for a fan to like really kind of latch onto you and want to see as a person, as a per, like they, cause you know, people generally, not everybody, but people generally want to see other people enjoy themselves. Right. Hopefully (laughs) (laughs) that's actually, this is random segue, but that's actually for a long time I couldn't watch I still don't really watch humans having sex I usually watch like hentai that's mm-hmm. my thing is like because yeah. I can't because two people I'm always like are they really enjoying it are they really enjoying it though and especially now that I'm in porn I'm like mm, I don't know yeah <laughs> so. it's funny I I've so many performers I've spoken to are the same like right. they like the hentai because there's some and, and I'm kind of the same way I like never watch porn but no, if I do, if you do in the rare sometimes I, I go there because not only is it very because I'm so jaded, right? right? So I almost need to be like it can't be just two people together. It has to be something, something wild, more, tentacles. Yeah, yeah, something has to be happening. Something like Crazy. out of the norm for Crazy. me, right? And also the other thing is, is I know everyone. Same. Or so. even if you don't know the people in the video, say you're watching an amateur video, right on the side is going to be a three times sped up Brazzers fucking video. You know what yeah. I mean? Like something of three, four to 10 people that you know all fucking yeah. really, really fast. And it's like stressful. And you're like, okay, like I got to like put my hand up so I can yeah. like see this. But yeah, no, I, I, oh, sorry. I really, um, I really like watching hentai, but for the longest time I was actually, when I was younger, not so much anymore, but I would watch specifically gay male porn Mm. because I knew I could tell that the dudes were into it. Like Mm. I couldn't watch, I liked, I preferred to watch lesbian or straight porn, but I, I couldn't actually That's interesting. prove to myself that they liked it. Whereas with two dudes, like I could just tell those were two like horny fuckers who like wanted to get off together and they were yeah. hot. Yeah. So like, why not? So for like, for years, like I was, that was like my go-to porn. Really? Super random. And then I actually read a study that said that lesbian women often prefer gay male porn. Interesting. Well, there's a lot. Uh, there's, I mean, girl, girl 
movies can be and and scenes can be really amazing right um, especially now they've gotten a lot better every year yeah I feel like but also better. too i mean as with anything it, it depends on the performance right. but it can also be like watching paint dry exactly you know? <laughs> that's what mike mike quasar had the best quote ever he said he said that shooting good girl girl porn is his favorite that's the only thing that makes him feel alive still but shooting bad girl girl porn he would rather die in a fire <laughs> and i was like yes very quasar that but it's and that's a real that's a mood though you yeah. know what i mean like we've i've been in those scenes where i'm like yeah. oh my god my clit is like two inches down like what are you doing yeah. you know what I mean? like, yeah why did they cast you yeah but yeah it's it, it is what it is you it get definitely it. is i a couple of months ago i shot possibly one of the worst girl girl scenes i've ever no. shot i'm obviously not gonna name obviously names, but it was fucking terrible and i'm pretty sure both girls put each other on their no list afterwards oh. and they were like texting it was just they just like did not vibe Did, was it, i was gonna all. say it wasn't that they were new it was just that they had not one a- of them was new oh okay and the other one i don't think likes girls for well real. there you go <laughs> yeah. so like it was just a recipe for disaster for, but, and, and that's- i was just like this is the worst thing ever I, I was actually uncomfortable i almost like wanted to like can we just end this like no that and that's a perfect example of what we were talking about is that you could see this is why you can't just put things together like by looks like you see like two beautiful girls and go oh my gosh like they're barbie dolls i'm gonna take this pretty barbie and this pretty barbie and make them fuck and it's like you can't do that like the chemistry will not necessarily be there you gotta do a little more research than that sometimes oh my god i totally agree with you and that's something that has definitely frustrated me in the past with clients they just say this girl has a look and so we're gonna make her like this role and like she cannot do that she's not that person in any way and some people just can't act like that right some people just don't it's not their thing right and um um, but yeah, for me, whenever I shoot stuff for my own productions, which I pretty much never do anymore, but I always take like whoever it is that I want to shoot and right. I ask them, who do they want to work with? Right. Because I want that chemistry there. Of course. And Twisties actually has started doing a new line, which I've been really enjoying shooting called Girl Crush. Okay. Where they take two girls who basically like prefer each other, pref- like have been, haven't worked together yet, but, but really, really want, want to. to. Ooh. And so they oh. put them together and it's like a very simple kind of gonzo scene and those have been really fun because yeah. also just, too the girls are like excited it's just raw you know, fucking yeah. two girls who want to fuck and like as they're getting their makeup done they're like flirting with each other and they're right. like excited to have the scene happen Aww. and so it's like it's, it's, it's really cool cute that's yeah. awesome yeah. yeah I and I feel like that's what there's another company called Belesa I don't know if we're supposed to talk about companies Belesa, Belesa. Yeah. yeah they're kind of doing that too of like they actually getting people who seem like they want to work together mm-hmm. you know and like in boy girl and girl girl and it's really Real, but it's still pretty you know it's not like, like they still have makeup artists like I like that like you could do a fusion of like still having all the conventional things there to make it look aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. but making it completely authentic mm-hmm. like still beautiful it's still Hollywood you know what mm-hmm. I mean but also like can we get people to actually like each other can we yeah. get people who want to have sex because yeah. we could totally there's enough people in this industry that we can pair only people who like each other right we don't have to force people to be in scenes with people they don't like actually like we could honestly, if everybody had a yes list of twenty people, everyone could have amazing scenes. That would right. be the, the industry would be so much better. I know, but you know, <laughs> you're always going to have those companies that have like certain quotas oh my they gosh. need to hit. And then well, also, too, to be fair, like there's always going to be new girls that you have to give that chance. Sure, and to, new guys, and they may, right. yeah, and they may not be very good in their first few scenes, and they need that but time. They need we to all have that there. to yeah. that curve, like the first year where you're like figuring out how to perform right. and watching other. That was me was watching other girls perform, and being like, oh, that's cool. I could try that or this. You know, they just you really don't know what to do. People who haven't had, even if you've been a cam girl or something, if you haven't actually like had sex on porn camera, like. Yeah. It's a whole different way of it's having a sex. Whole different so thing. You got to learn how to be awesome and sexy and like dynamic within that realm, which is a totally different thing than being a dynamic sexual person. Just in general, is a normal person. Yeah, because yeah. I was. T- I mean, I didn't get into porn until I was twenty two, and you know, so I was having sex for many years mm-hmm. before, and and I I was I feel like I was a pretty good lay, and then I got into porn, and it was like, oh shit, like you're an idiot. Like you got to totally relearn sex. Like you're not a good lay. It's porn standards. But it's also like you have to do it for performance. Right. So you have to open up to the camera. You have to do the positions that look good. Like that's a whole other thing. And you have to do it for an extended period of time. And it's it's a lot of variation. It's almost like being an art model, like learn poses, Mm -hmm. like unique poses that you, that look good for you. You know what I mean? And that you thought of even so they don't look like everyone else's and, you know, try to, try to find your own style and whatever it's it's very much an art and 
people don't think about, even I don't think about it sometimes. I think of it as just like, wow, this is weird. Like I have sex for a job, but mm-hmm. it's actually, I think about it more like an art model, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's really what it is. Like, yeah. My mom yeah. used to always say, it's like a dance, darling. It's yeah. Like a dance. <laughs> oh, that's such a good way to think of it too. But she's right, especially if you have that harmony with that other person, you guys really it's kind of – It's a rhythm. Like, yeah, and it's almost like you can anticipate each other's moves. And, and and if you're not in rhythm, those are the most clunky, uncomfortable scenes. Oh, Jesus. Like you literally – that's when dudes' dicks get broken. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have to say it. So I shot Adriana Chechik um, – last week and I'd mm. only shot her once before years ago in really girl, girl yeah I don't know why well that makes me feel better I'm like yeah, you just you, that's what happens like even some of the biggest names you know yeah, you just won't just, get around to shooting it them. just doesn't I, I yeah. don't know why um so, anyways, so many girls so many girls and I don't know certain cl- I don't know it's a lot of times it's just like luck it's not of the draw. up to you as well it, yeah. it isn't up to me mm. um but so I did shoot her and I shot her in an anal scene with Steve Holmes and <laughs> I was just the whole time my jaw was just like on the floor. I was like, holy shit. Cause like that girl's sexual energy it's, is insane. It's it not human. She's like, not faking it. I know. Like she's like, it was funny because we were shooting a solo and then we wrapped it up and Steve Holmes walks in. We are not shooting. Cameras are not rolling. She just jumps on him and starts sucking his dick. And I'm like, I need her in makeup. Yeah. And it was, it was oh funny God. because it was. <laughs> You know how, like, most people think porn sets are like, where, right. like, everyone's sex crazed and right. jumping on each other right. and humping all the time, and most of the time it's not like not that. All, like, yeah. people don't start doing that until the cameras are rolling. Right. This was like that. Right. Like, I was like... Chill. Yeah. You I was too. like, okay, I need her in makeup. Go and make it, please. And off of her. And to a degree, it's weird. You have to find a balance of, like, you want people to have that sexual energy, but also, like, we gotta be professional. Also, like, I... Yeah, I need to, like... We're on a time this, schedule here, yeah. people. Like... But, you know, it was great. And then, you know, I got her in makeup and then they just did the scene. I the scene was incredible. And there was absolutely no vaginal penetration. Ah. It was anal the entire time. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think his dick ever came out of her ass. Ah. Like, they changed positions and it stayed in there. That's the easier was, way to do it, though. Yeah. Taking it out and in is the hardest yeah. part, honestly. Th- th- truly. And then putting it in your pussy just cheeses you. I, in a way, honestly, it's better to just do that. Yeah. She's, she knows. Yeah. She's a, she's a pro. Yeah. It was just like, it was crazy. It, and, and she squirted everywhere. Of course. Which. How do you feel about squirting? <sighs> okay. Here's the thing. Actually, let's take a commercial break. <laughs> That's a big question. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how I feel about squirting. Holly Randall. So just <laughs> hang in there. All right. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Take Care of Vitamins. Well, guys, the holidays are here and that means lots of parties, lots of Christmas cookies and other unhealthy yet delicious treats and Honestly, probably more stress at work trying to wrap things up before the end of the year. Plus, let's not even get into all the holiday shopping that you have to do. It can take a real toll on your body, which is why it's so important to really make sure that you take your vitamins this holiday season. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, care of vitamins really saves my ass every time. I talk about these long days that I have on set and how it gives me the energy and the wherewithal to really get through them. And then when you add the holidays on top of it, it's just something that I absolutely have to have in my daily routine. And Care of Vitamins makes it so easy to take the right vitamins for you if you're not the kind of person who's really well-versed on that sort of thing. And I am definitely one of those people. So You go to TakeCareOf.com, you take this easy five-minute online quiz, you tell them about your sleeping habits, your eating habits, exercise, and they will come up with a specifically tailored-to-you regimen. They ship it right to your door, and it comes in this really easy dispenser where you just grab a packet, you throw it in your purse, you throw it in your pocket, and you head about your day. They just make taking your vitamins so easy for you and it used to be such a chore trying to figure out what to take taking the pills out of the individual bottles and trying to organize them in those stupid little plastic containers no more so take charge of your health this season go to takecareof.com and use my code holly50 for 50 percent off of your first box that's takecareof.com and use code Holly 50. Take care of your body with Take 
care of vitamins. Okay, so we're back. Mm. Squirting. Oof. So squirting is it's very controversial. It, I was topic. literally going to say that. I've been through a lot of stuff with squirting and people's feelings about it. Yeah, I think it's probably peeing most of the time because sometimes it's just too much. Right. Um, my, uh, I kind of don't care. Right. My only thing is I don't like a surprise squirter because if you're going to squirt and thank God when I was shooting Adriana, we were shooting like on like a pleather couch. It was easy to clean Mm -hmm. and there was no rug. But the worst is, is when a girl squirts on some kind of fabric porous surface that I'm not going to be able to clean and I'm going to have to buy the location owner a new couch. And that has happened to me You've literally had to buy a new couch. No, I just uh, cleaned it the best I could. I put a fan on it, and I never told him. I mean, <laughs> as a as a as a lifestyle squirter, as someone who's been squirting long lifestyle before porn, oh God, that's, <laughs> that's, amazing. that's me. Like you're gonna write it down. I'm writing that down. You need to get that. Should be like your brand logo. Is that what I should make my corpse? Lifestyle squirter. If that is not um, a website that is taken, I would highly recommend that you buy it. <laughs> Well, and it's, I thought of it because it's like lifestyle dom, right? You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's because someone who actually lives like that. Yeah. Um, cause so the thing is, I, so the first time I squirted, I was 18 and I got into porn when I was 22. And so definitely long before, but, um, as someone who's been squirting for many, many years and all on all of my fabrics and surfaces, if it's true squirt or at least very, very hydrated pee, whatever it is, um, it does not leave a smell or a stain mm-hmm. in any way. Like mm-hmm. not even like a rim or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I've squirted on every couch and like thing that I've ever, <laughs> like every chair, every, I mean, just soaked my, like my car, like the seat of my car, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, there's nothing left like right. afterward, like it literally, it's just water. So, or whatever it is, but um but I will say that it's really interesting because there's definitely a difference of like when it's just you're just jug- chugging like gallons of water and then you're peeing versus like when I'm like at home and I haven't had sex for like a week and I'm fucking like the person I love to fuck and then I squirt. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Does um, it feel different? Uh, it feels less forced. I mm-hmm. think that's the only difference. You know what I mean? Because like it's not even like – like I always tell guys this because they don't seem to get it a lot of them is that you can come – without squirting if you're a squirter you can come without squirting but you can't squirt without coming mm-hmm. if that's sort so if you're yes. if you're squirting you're having some kind of orgasm but that's not to say it's the best one mm. it's just the showiest one you know what i mean right. like it's the one that's the most obvious that's the proof there's yeah. proof it happened i yeah. didn't just say it there's it's all over the place right you know what i mean like that's what a guy needs to see because that's how guys conceptualize orgasms is like mm. with physical Evidence. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right there. Yeah. You, know? you can't orgasm. Wiped it. I wiped Didn't it up. Fake that yeah. shit. <laughs> so, so that's that to them. They're like, you proved it to me. Thank you. And you proved it to me 10 times. Oh my God. You know, so it's more for their ego. But I try to, that's what I try to tell like my actual partners is like, please don't expect me to squirt or give me like some kind of like let down energy if like we have sex and I don't mm-hmm. because that's not the only way for me to orgasm and mm-hmm. often I'm having a much more intense orgasm when I'm not squirting mm-hmm. um, but you can't see it and I might not even be moving I might want to just sit still and be like Wah! you know yeah. have that feeling because that's how women come mm-hmm. you know so we're like stay just doing that just like that nothing yeah. else you know and guys I swear to God I you get te- really quiet right before I come and I swear to God you tell a guy not like you tell a guy you're going to come and it's it, then he will stop doing what he's doing Yeah. so you almost shouldn't yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah um, but I was just going to say that the first time I squirted, I remember literally I wasn't even having sex yet. The guy was laying down on the floor and I was going to sit down on him. And right as the tip of his dick touched my pussy. And I'd never even seen squirting before. Like, I didn't even know what it was. Like, I didn't wow. watch. I didn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was t- it was 10 years ago, too. So it wasn't even as much of a thing in porn, you know, as it is now. And uh, And so I was like. What the fuck was that? But it was weird because I knew that I came. Like, I was like, oh, I came. And he was like, you did? I was like, I guess. Like, you know? Um, But I started to realize that it was more, that for me, squirting is more of like a tease and like a a game that like you, it's like a finessing thing. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily like a true, deep, lovely, juicy orgasm. The way that people want to think it is because it's so juicy looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. So it's not like the ultimate orgasm. Not at all. It's kind of like a. But the. uh, approval that you get and the attention you get from it is what makes it so satisfying mm. but it's not physically satisfying yeah interesting, you know? interesting. So. do you ever 
find that being a squirter, a lifestyle squirter, <laughs> is annoying because like you destroy your bed and all your furniture, What's- and it's like frustrating for you. Because, for example, because I'm pretty sure that when I shot you and Jake. We shot on that fabric couch, yeah, and, and I, I probably, was like, "I probably no, I don't think didn't, you did." Because yeah, no, you didn't. Because I was like, "Do yeah. not fucking squirt." Yeah, I think I didn't. Because I think I, I asked you because what's well, in that house too? Where that couch is always there. We're not going to get a new couch. No, you know? like, no. Yeah, and that couch I can't clean it off. <laughs> no. So I was like, "Do not squirt." <laughs> no, yeah. Jake, do not make her squirt. No, and, the, and no the, squirting. The problem too is that then they take it. What's really annoying is they take it as a challenge, and so then they'll even despite the director telling you not to, they'll be like, "I'm going to make you do it." And then if you don't, because you're trying really hard not to. Follow the director's instructions, then you kind of let them down, like mm-hmm. your scene partner. So it's just like this awful kind of balance you have to find for everyone. So being a squirter is almost more annoying than not being one, just in that sense. But mm-hmm. yes, also at home, what's so funny too is with all my partners, I've noticed this is that they don't care. Like we'll be up at 2 a.m., exhausted. I don't want to fucking change the sheets, but we're fucking changing them. Mm-hmm. And they've got this kind of like grin on their face, like, yeah, haha, we got to change the sheets. You yeah. came everywhere. And I'm like, this sucks you know like i don't like it but they're still getting off on that ego trip that they did that right you know yeah it's funny they don't care they'll change the sheets by themselves just because they're getting off on the fact that they did it yeah that's interesting i never really thought about it as a way to quantify a man's sexual prowess Mm -hmm. you know what i mean how good he is be right because (laughs) we it's and it's interesting too because we as women always want to make, and it, there's always pressure on the guy to come, right? If he doesn't come, oh, right. like the sex and a lot of come, the too. sex doesn't end until the guy comes. Then it ends. And then, then it's it over. Ends. Then it's over. But if he if he doesn't come, then it wasn't a complete. It, it didn't thing. finish. It wasn't good sex. And he failed, in and a it way. wasn't good sex. And I'm talking like yeah. personal life, no, not totally. necessarily porn. Totally. Obviously, in porn, if you don't come, you failed. But but that's the idea really. of everyone is that like if the guy couldn't come, something went wrong, right? But if the girl couldn't come, well, did you, didn't you? We don't really know. Yeah. How, can, really how are we sure? But then if you got a squirter, how many times did you squirt? How many times have I been asked that? Oh my God. On and off camera and in content, everything in between. How many times did you squirt from the guy who I just got done Do fucking? You count it? No. What the fuck? That's so weird. And that's why I think it's, it's, it's gross when I get asked that by the guy I just finished fucking. Like, why do you care? Like, we couldn't have just had an experience. Mm. Like, we just had a beautiful experience and maybe we filmed it, maybe we didn't, whatever. But like, that was awesome. And now you're going to go, so what's my score? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, God damn it. Well, let me look. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, like, I didn't care. It wasn't about that for me. But now you made it about that. So now it kind of lost all its specialness. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like the squirting meant nothing now. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Because <laughs> you care that much. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to, of pressure to do. And I will say even more like when you're doing a squirting scene, I hate those. I will say like, I really don't like doing those because mm-hmm. it's, it's so cool. If I, the, my favorite shoots are where they're like, do it if you want, or if you don't want to don't. Mm-hmm. And then I can just be me. Mm-hmm. But the worst are when I would say it's, it's, it's worse. Squirting shoots are almost worse than a shoot where they're like, don't squirt. You know what I mean? Which I don't even have a problem with that. It's like, yeah. okay, that's fine. Like I'll hold that back and I'll just have that experience. You know right. what I mean? But where it's like, if you don't do it, you've like failed the scene. Yeah. That's how dudes feel. Right. You know, like now well, we're- if they hired you for like right, squirting or right. teenage squirting orgy number 12. Right. You have you to better squirt. fucking do it. You and, have to squirt. and you do. And I do. But it's just funny because then the shoot isn't, it takes away that fun. Mm. It's not just like have fun and be wild and crazy and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, it's like you need to like literally I've been asked when I've been booked for a squirting shoot. How many times can you squirt in a 30 minute span? And I'm like, I don't. Do people count that? You know what I mean? Like, are there girls sitting there going one? You know what I mean? Like, have you ever? Okay, and now I'm going to ask you the question that you hate. Have you ever had someone count for you and given you a number? I haven't. I would probably say if I was like guessing in a 30 minute span, like naturally, I could probably squirt 10 times. You know what I mean? That's a significant number. That's like, but that's still, they would want more because they want it back to back to back. That's what I've noticed in squirt Mm. scenes too is that like, okay, I squirt it and say 10 times in 30 minutes, that's every three minutes, that's a lot. But now that's only, you only squirted once every three minutes. Well, can you give us one more? And the dude's going all like, and you're like, literally, there's nothing left. Give it a minute. You know what I mean? Like, there's this idea that you're like, if you do it, well, if you can do it 10 times, you should be able to do it 20. You should be able to do it 30. Why can't you do it that many times? You know? Right. When did it become this thing, you know, of like, I need a certain, like, a liter fluid to prove that you're a good performer? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I actually, Alexis Fox told me that she was, like, stopping doing squirting scenes because of that very reason. That it was just so stressful. And she's one of, like, the the classic, like, she was known as, like, yeah. a squirter. And she's like, I had to stop. 
This is just know, not fun. Uh, I know some performers who charge more for it. <laughs> Which makes sense. I feel like it's almost like yeah. anal or something. It becomes like this thing of like a stress to your body. Mm-hmm. You know, that you're yeah. like draining yourself literally. So Yeah. And it's it's something that it's a niche thing that somebody can capitalize on. 100%, like more so than a regular scene. It's a different, yeah. it's not just a boy-girl, boy-girl squirting, you know what I mean? A boy-girl yeah. anal, like this is a different category. And it's got to be annoying too because if you're known as a lifestyle squirter, <laughs> um, then people expect TM. it from you all the time. I mean, do you have, are you forewarned before you come up to set that you need to squirt or do you show up to set and they're like, you need to squirt? What's funny is people still don't even know that I do it. A lot of people will be like, I didn't know you were a squirter afterwards. After I've been in the industry doing it for five years. You I know don't what really I mean? know either, but, but I also yeah. don't really shoot. But you don't watch that. Right. And you don't, and don't see don't it. Watch it. Right. So. so you don't know. Um, but it's funny because I will get people that specific, it seems like it's one or the other. They had no idea or they specifically hired me for it. Mm. It's one. Yeah. So, so I'll usually know before I get there, but, um, but I will say it's pretty it's 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 weird the way it's kind of becoming like how every girl's expected to like want to lick a dude's ass now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that shit, you know? I'm Which, sorry, I'm sorry. It's but it is, it's a thing. I don't know why that is so funny. But, well, and right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like how every girl's expected to do that, I feel like every girl's kind of expected to be a squirter now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of not fair because it's just not what everyone does. You yeah. know what I mean? Like not everyone can do that and you shouldn't be judged as like a less than performer because yeah. you can't like do this circus trick. I can't squirt. Wait, and- I've had guys. I I remember my ex boyfriend put me in the bathtub because I was like, I don't want to like get it all over the sheets. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. And he's like, I'm gonna make you squirt, and literally must have been like 30 minutes. And I was like, It's not I, gonna happen. I I think possibly I was like there, but I felt because I was like pressured. I, though. I felt like I was gonna pee, right? And so I automatically you don't want to pee don't want to pee. Of course. So I don't know if my body was just fighting me on it. Right. And he's just like, let go, let go. And I'm like, I don't well, want and, to. And why? And also, why I've, do I need to I, do the, this? That's to me, the first time you squirt, if you do ever squirt, it won't be that way. It won't be someone trying to extract it from you. It'll I was be, told by an ex that I squirted once when I was drunk. Right. It's That's exactly. Blackout that's, drunk, I do not remember. That's what it would be. So is, is squirting happens when... And I think to a degree, it kind of happens with every girl. Sometimes it's just a little bit or it could be a lot. But I think it's just when you fully relax and then whatever's in there, yeah. it's just coming out. Yeah. And that's it. And and it's not necessarily like you're peeing your whole bladder out. But like yeah. if you're relaxed, there's going to be like, boop, it's like whatever. You I know? mean, I do know when I come, I definitely like kind of gush a little there, bit. Like there, there's like gushing. a significant yes. more. But I can only come from fellatio. I can't come from penetration. Wow. Never have in my life. That's Not possible so, for me. See, yeah, that's so beautiful. Women are so delicate and lovely. It just doesn't, I don't know. I love it. it. I'm both. I can get, I'm both way. I I'm sad. I wish I had from <laughs> penetration. Sad. I am because like I would love to have some other option. And I know that a lot of times guys Sweet. are disappointed that they can't. How are you? Do it. Okay. So how, so that, that blows my mind. How are you a straight woman that can't come from getting pounded by dick? That's amazing. Women are amazing. I know. I love it. I think that's so beautiful. I know. And I'm not, yeah. And I'm so not. So delicate I'm not, flowers. I'm not like you, girls. you love dick, but like you're like, I need to have my like beautiful flower pussy. That's so lovely. Women are so amazing. <laughs> I, okay. So I, was, I think I like, I mean, I do, obviously, uh, I do like dick, but I think I also like the energy attached to, I just love men. The masculine energy. Yeah. yeah. I just love men. I love women, but not sexually. Not sexually. Yeah. No. So for me, what's funny is that I actually can't almost can't get off from getting my pussy eaten. Interesting. Like, I can, but it's super rare. And it's not like I don't like it. It feels great. It's like having mm. a massage or something. Mm. I'm like, mm, how lovely. You know, like, mm-hmm. scratch my head or whatever, yeah. but I'm not going to come from it, mm. you know? So it's weird. Whereas for me, like, I literally, like, have to get pounded to come. Or if I am going to come from the outside, it has to be, like, from um, either my own hands or, like, a Hitachi. It can't – like, no one else really knows – how to do it. Yeah, I hear you. you know? I don't use sex toys because I'm afraid of like numbing my clit. I, yeah. So I actually won't use them. I, think I I've never done it a use bit. vibrators. Um, but yeah, my own hands, easy if I'm like in the mood. Which right. That's where I never am. That's rare. <laughs> um, and a lot of guys like are not, cannot make me come. My boyfriend right. can pretty much every time, but sometimes I just can't. You're like, I'm, it's not happening. It's just like my head is too full of work so many or things. whatever. There's so many things that distract me. So it's and, not every time. And I know the astrology thing, whatever, but Virgos are by far the cleanliest and most organized signs. So just like the very fact that you didn't want to like squirt on your bed, you know what I mean? It's, it's stuff no. like that. You're yeah. like, it's like, I got to clean, 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 yeah. you know? So yeah. I think for you, it's main, like you would need to be drunk or something, you know what yeah. I mean? To really be able to just let go and come, mm-hmm. whether it be squirting or just regular coming. It's it, a big part of it is just letting the 
fuck go. Yeah, you definitely. Know? That's that's a struggle that I have. <laughs> Me too. A lot. Me too. And yeah. I think being in porn was really beautiful for that reason because it really. I was always very sexually open. I had to be to get into porn, but it really helped me relax and be like, hey, like all these people are watching you and you can still do it. Fucking have a good time. Like let loose, like really like connect to yourself. Like don't Mm -hmm. disassociate, like be here so that you can put on the best performance and have the most fun. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about my sexual experience that much. I was just, I was honestly, I think before I got into porn, I was more focused on my sexual performance than I am now that I'm in it. Now I've gotten more into having an authentic experience so that it shows instead of performing so that I look sexy. Huh. Why do you think that is? Because you would think it would be the opposite, right? Because like actually you're now getting paid for a performance where before you're just doing it for perhaps validation. It's like method acting maybe? Yeah. I think or maybe. do you think that porn made you more comfortable with your sexuality Probably. so that you didn't – like you felt like you – I think it's a combination of both. I think that – well, and also what people don't realize too is like say a girl starts porn when she's 18. Like I mean not – I don't want to talk about someone having sex before they're 18, whatever, but – you haven't been having sex for very long if you start porn when you're 18. Mm-hmm. So people are actually going to be watching. If you stay in porn from 18 to 22, 25, whatever, people mm-hmm. are literally watching your sexual evolution. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's true. If anything, it's like I got in at 22. I had already f- several years of sexual evolution. And then, you know, so I was good at it. But I think, yeah, porn kind of taught me that be here now for it because the best performers, like the most amazing ones are the ones that don't seem like they're performing. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it. They're just yeah. doing that. Like Adriana or something like yeah. it's just her, like it's her yeah. essence is sexual. Yeah. So I was trying to find my sexual essence and true authentic sexual being that then could just be so self-evident that it wouldn't be a performance anymore. I love that. And the performance aspect is just the opening up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got to remember to do that. <laughs> right. You can't get so into it that you right. that we can't see that's, the penis going on the That's the now. that's the dance. Yeah. <laughs> As your mom yeah. said. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> oh man. Sooth. <laughs> the genius. You never you never worked with my mom, right? No, but I've retired by then. Yeah, but I've just yeah. heard, I just she's infamous. She's, <laughs> that she is. It was funny. We shot at a location that a male talent is uh, managing. He doesn't perform anymore, but he was somebody that my mom shot a lot. And it's always so interesting for me to meet people who worked with my mom back in the day right. who I maybe don't know very right. well and just the story. Are you're like really her huh i mean nothing surprises me anymore there's nothing you could tell me about my mother that i would be like no way right just i know she's crazy right it's just always so funny to get these little gems from people you know you hear stuff yeah you're like damn all right that's how she is well at the same time though like your mom is known for being like the most like one of the most intense people you know (laughs) intense is a wonderful word yeah so absolutely true she's very intense what's her sign i want to know she's a Taurus. Ah. Wait, wait. What? She's born What's her May eighteenth. No, yeah, that's a Taurus, right? That is Taurus. She's a stubborn. It's sign. on. It's right on the cusp, though. Actually, she might be. It might be Leo because I know that it switches right no. out there. I can't remember. No. So she's Taurus. Okay, so her birthday is either May sixteenth or eighteenth, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. <laughs> oh, no! I, I do that with my mom too. I always have it one day off. It's bad. I know. I'm a horrible daughter. No, you're not. You're but not. I keep forget. Okay, so you weren't my there. Other, one of my best friends, her birthday is one of those two. And <laughs> I get them confused all the time. Well, if your mom's a Taurus, though, at least that's. I'm sure. That's, she, I'm positive. She, that she's I mean, a and she's being, definitely not a Leo. Being very structured, again, you know what I mean? That's yeah. all the Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo, all three of us. You know what I mean? We don't, yeah. we don't fuck around. We're serious about work. Yeah. You that, know what I mean? That she is. And we have, to, we have to have it for our homestead. We like a solid, safe, comfortable, clean homestead. Yes. That's why work is so important to us. Yes. Like literally when I first met you, I don't know if you remember, we were doing like this interview, we were doing like this documentary thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like I Nikki do. Hunter. Yes. I do remember that. Super they were random. doing. Um, and then the guy like passed away. And then he died. Yeah. In the middle of like the edit or something. So weird. Okay. It was so crazy. But I just, I always remember because we had just sat down at your table and like someone had like sat down a cup and you were like, please use a cup holder. It took me many shoots to pay for this table. <laughs> like, like right away. And we were like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Put the cup my holder down. My pottery barn table. I love it though. I was like, I love that table. <laughs> oh my Virgo Holly. I like, do love that table. <laughs> it actually has like a little weird crack in it, and I don't know where it came from. It's very upsetting. And I and my table, has, I have a, a, a lump in it that I'm convinced someone put a hot cup down without a fucking coaster. And I'm like, you goddamn assholes! Like yeah. I paid so much for this. Yeah, 
I love that table. That was an expensive table, but I still table. have it it's and beautiful I love table. it and it has, it has lasted. <laughs> well, good with fucking coasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I was going to say one thing back to squirting. I read a study a while back that actually a French university did where they broke down what's in squirt. And every woman, so many studies on squirting. It's hilarious. Right. So every woman though, in the study had four components in them. And the only difference was that they were at different ratios. Hmm. So the four components were the lubricant that comes from your butt, butt lubricant that your butt naturally makes the lubricant that your vagina naturally makes, um, water and urine. So two different lubricants that your body naturally makes water how and does your butt juice get in there i have no fucking clue apparently it's something that's mixed up inside of us but it's the lubricant that goes in our butt the lubricant that goes in our pussy and then water and pee huh so it's something that's like a concoction that's mixed like inside of us right separately like right. it's a separate thing yeah obviously it has a mixing place before it comes <laughs> out but they were measuring it and it depended on they they took it several different days so every woman it depended on the day was different ratios i'm sure it depends a lot on how hydrated right. you are and that kind of thing but they all had p and they all had the other three things too interesting so to say it's p is true but also not true because it's three other it's not things. just straight p yeah it's always other things too it was never just p and never just one of the four things it was always all four wow yeah that is so interesting. Which kind of makes sense because when you look at squirt, I mean, sometimes it is literally just pee where it's yellow, but most of the time someone's squirting, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like this fo- foamy kind of, you know what I mean? Like it's its own, like like the foam that comes up at the ocean or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's its own separate thing, uh, but it's definitely got some pee in there because what else would it be? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well. Straight from the mouth of a lifestyle squirter. I just read that one study. You probably read more shit. <laughs> I don't know. I just find like I just there's been so many different stories about it that I almost and and me not being a squirter it's, and me right. not being a performer. I've only like seen squirt from afar. Right. It's if, a, observed pre- it preferably very far, quite far away. <laughs> Or in a puddle on the ground when I'm cleaning it up. Separate from you. Um, But, and, you know, I'm sure you've probably been squirted in your face. Oh my God, in my eyes? Yeah, I mean, so like I haven't really been immersed in the squirt. Literally. As you have. So I feel like I'm not really the best person to comment on it. So I'm glad that you were able to come here and I feel like you definitely clarified some things. Lifestyle squirt, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, Carla, thank you so much for coming on. This was really fun. I was, it was super fun. We've never gotten to talk for this long. I'm like stoked about it. I gotta go. I'm going to take you out to dinner. I'm going to plan a dinner and ask you to come. All right. You do that. And you will show up because you're a Virgo. Yes, this is true. I'm real. I don't cancel on people unless like I absolutely have to. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm really pretty strict about that. But um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Sure. Um, on Twitter, I am at Carla Kush 420. Um, and on Instagram, it's the Carla Kush. And do you have any besides? Oh, and also see her in the amazing new release from Wicked Pictures, Finding, Finding Rebecca. Rebecca. Not the best title ever, but the movie itself. Blank slate. <laughs> the movie itself, I actually am pretty proud of. It's I amazing. shot it in eight. K. It's amazing. On a red cam because I'm crazy. Oh, it was and beautiful. It does actually look cinematically really beautiful. beautiful. I was actually quite proud of it. I, I am um, too. I'm proud to be in it. So it's on, it's out on uh, Wicked Pictures right now. If you go to wicked.com, uh, you can sign up there and you can see it. Ooh. And you should, you know, contribute, pay for your porn. Please, please. And, you know, join the websites of the people that I work for so I can continue to get jobs. Hell yeah. That would be great. Same for Carla. And are there any, is there anything else that you have out right now that people should go check out? Just watch me. Look me up, you know, okay. get my, get my numbers up. Follow you on social media. <laughs> right. And, and, and you'll obviously be putting out like all whatever my, you're in there. All my stuff, all my sites, you know. Yeah. It's and all then the bios. you're going to be at AVN too, right? I will be at the white party. So if you want to come to that. <laughs> I, I will I will not care. I don't wanna go <laughs> sorry Avian I love you so much but uh don't parties. worry about it Vegas I'm parties sure they do not listen to this they get show. it they get it <laughs> okay well yeah all right guys thank you so much and again happy holidays Christmas is around the corner and by the way if you're looking for an amazing gift for yourself or for your partner your testicled partner (laughs) manscaped is the ultimate ball trimmer and if you use the code holly you can get free shipping as well as a lot of cool free gifts go to manscaped.com and um 
shave your fucking balls, dude. Oh my god. Just saying. Every lady likes a pair of shaved balls. And that's true. That's true. But I you don't gotta use code Holly. 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 Get your discount. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to my show. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of the show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. It's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content, Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms, and of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind-the-scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious, and she holds nothing back. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry and hopefully the lives of the people in it. Next week on the podcast, I'm really excited to welcome back Lena Paul. I had her on about a year ago and it's a great episode. So if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. It's episode number 49. And Lena is an incredibly bright girl. There have been some changes in her life and she's actually now directing and she's directing for one of the biggest companies, one that I used to direct for a lot, which is Digital Playground. So we have... We have a lot to talk about, so make sure that you come back next week for Lena Paul on Holly Randall Unfiltered.